Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today and next time, Caroline is going to talk about some of the approaches she's found useful for communication in a virtual world. Thank you, Darren. In a podcast last year, I talked about the ladder of inference, which explains how, through evolution and learning to survive, we take what appear to us to be facts when they are more or less judgments, and we create our belief system and views about others, including strangers, around them. The dilemma we're faced with nowadays is how we deal with being misjudged ourselves, and indeed misjudging others. We're constantly missing opportunities to learn, build good relationships and gain insights into ourselves as well as others because of the filters we're applying to our environment. And this has been exacerbated by working remotely and having to communicate through a virtual wall. Today I'm going to talk about a few ways we can enhance our communication in order to circumnavigate some of those challenges brought by a significantly reduced ability to read body language. One area to think about is being more explicit. The more clear and explicit you are, the less likely it is that there will be misunderstandings. It's really important to look for signs of misunderstanding in every situation. However, you can't be assured of picking them up. So here's a few simple tips. Try to communicate in different ways. So ensure the Teams or Zoom call is accompanied by written information, maybe a follow-up email, etc. All dependent, of course, on the importance of the discussion. Spell things out, resisting the temptation to assume any prior knowledge, whilst not talking down to people. There are ways to do this, for example by excusing yourself with introductions like I hope this isn't stating the obvious for anyone, or please stop me if this is something you think everyone is already aware of, or even this probably is very familiar to you, but just to ensure everyone is on the same page. Telling an anecdote around the topic which makes it clear what you are referring to is another technique which can ensure everyone is on board and no one offended. Equally, when someone else is speaking and you wonder if everyone in the virtual room is really following them, it can be very helpful to ask a question of definition, and others who are too shy to do so will be very appreciative. Avoid acronyms, jokes which may not be understood by everyone, particularly in this global world, and also avoid overly technical language. Say things in different ways to ensure your intended message comes across. People hear things very differently, and some pick up more from body language, some more from what the tone of voice is, and others from what they see or read. There's lots of research on preferred learning styles which can help you identify and deal with this, including information and assessments on the ACT Career Hub. And of course, you can always ask the other party how they prefer to interact. Probe and question others to ensure that you yourself are really understanding the messages intended when you're receiving them. I spoke in a podcast last year about my experiences with a boss at Unilever and how by sensing he didn't understand where I was coming from, I could be explicit and thus reassure him. Today it's much more difficult as communication is so much narrower. To try to address that though, I would recommend asking more regularly than previously for feedback from your boss and peers and subordinates. It's again a form of being explicit which can help catch anything that needs addressing. Finding time for explicit conversations. 
even if they're on general topics, is really important, especially with your boss. Describing your view of the world and hearing about theirs not only builds the relationship, but it removes some, most likely invisible, barriers and misconceptions about who you both are as people. This can work especially well in lockdown, where we're often let into others' homes and we do find out more about their personal life than ever before, whether it's kids, taste in art, pets or exercise habits. There are also many physical tips for working in this new remote environment, where our screens provide a virtual veil through which we need to ensure our communication is crystal clear, and gravitas is one of the biggest challenges for many. Gravitas was a difficult one already in the world of 2019, and we often assume you either have it or you don't. But by envisioning success and then practicing again and again, you'll get there, as I discussed in an earlier podcast. My top tips in terms of developing gravitas also work in the virtual world. Don't talk too much. Listen hard. Make eye contact when you do speak with everyone in the room. Difficult, you might say, in this online world, but if you learn where the camera is and focus on it, then you'll actually be looking at everyone all at once. And I know some people find that a difficult concept, but it's absolutely true. If you're looking at the camera... Everyone else sees you looking at them, which you could see in a positive way as being quite efficient. Think also about your screen size. You want to fill the frame in a similar manner to others, but slightly less than someone who you're wanting to respond to but are worried they might take it as a challenge, i.e. someone dominant who wants to stay that way. State your USP, your unique selling point, i.e. that which makes you unique and what you really believe in when the opportunity arises. Pause your gestures. So don't make too many. Think statesman-like or stateswoman-like. And use silence when you can. The ability to wait and use the raise hand function means you don't have to panic that you won't get a chance to speak if that was an issue before. But you can always just take your time anyway. And if you choose to speak from a place of listening and wisdom, then that is far more impactful than jumping in, which is especially cringeworthy on calls. If chairing a meeting, you may choose to use a virtual seating plan, as I described in the previous podcast. And whatever your role, ensuring you have both feet on the floor and sit straight without slouching is really important as to how you come across. It can be a challenge for women and smaller people, so you might have to sit near the edge of the chair or invest in a footstool. And of course, if you choose to stand, your voice will project a greater sense of authority, potentially. These are just a few tips and all we have time for today. But I'm going to be back in two weeks' time to talk a little more on the topic and lean in on the areas of listening and voice in the remote working virtual world. Thank you, Caroline, for those insights around how we communicate better in this new world. As you say, next time you're going to continue the theme and give further tips and observations, which I'm very much looking forward to. Till then, goodbye from us and thank you for listening.